0: I feel like Herman, I that'd be some weird like diaper wearing baby mommy. I, yeah, I think you'd have stuff. to tell him what to do. <laughs> that's not that's not my thing. From Rosemary's Baby and Regan McNeil to Jason, Freddy, and Chucky to Samara, Jigsaw, and Pennywise, we can't get enough. If it's blood-curdling, spine-tingling, breath quickening or soul-stealing, we are ready to watch it. Welcome to Hilltop Horror Movie Reviews. I'm your host, Ray Richards, and with me in the studio is my lone co-host, Helen Stewart. Hello. For new listeners, this is going to be our format for this episode. First, I'm going to introduce the movie we'll be reviewing. We're going to skip the drink pairing. Then we're going to run through the expectations going into The Watch. Uh, We'll play the trailer and review the movie. After that, Helen's going to take us through Kill, Chill, and Thrill. And finally, we will wrap up with our ratings. So tonight, we are going to review the 2018 British horror film, Malevolent, directed by Olaf, something I can't pronounce, and written by Ben, something I can't pronounce. (laughs) Based on the novel Hush, also written by... Um, Eva Constantinopoulos, can you say that, Helen?
1: Constantopoulos?
0: Sure, Constantopoulos, that's great. Yep, she wrote the book on which the movie is based. Uh, (laughs) the (laughs) The film centers on a team of scam artists who are making money from fake paranormal encounters. During an assignment at a country house, the team get more than they bargained for, and one by one they begin to lose grip on reality. The film was released on October 5th, 2018 by Netflix. So this is another Netflix production we're reviewing.
1: It sure is. (laughs) So I got to choose this one Mm -hmm. and I had no inclination as to what to choose. So I just kind of randomly was scrolling through, you know, Amazon and Netflix and Hulu. Couldn't think of, I was going to call it Hutter.
0: (laughs) We don't have Shutter yet. That'd be Shutter and Hulu put together, (laughs) I think.
1: (laughs) Or how, I don't even know. (laughs) But, um, yeah, so I came across this one, and I kind of vaguely remember maybe we watched a preview a while ago just about the ghost hunter thing. We all know how I feel about ghost hunting. I know. So I said, let's give it a whirl.
0: Yeah, you know, it's funny because when you mentioned the movie, the name didn't mean anything to me. But when I looked at the you know, the cover art or whatever on Netflix, I was like, this is vaguely familiar. And I didn't know if I'd seen it before or not, and I have not seen it. I think it's similar to another movie um that i've seen recently say within the last year or two we not a movie we reviewed here but um i think it has like Rachel Weisz or somebody in it um not Rachel Wise. Who's the lady that plays in The Mummy in, from the early it's 90s? Rachel
1: Wise. Is that Rachel yeah. Wise?
0: Okay. Well, maybe I am right then. So maybe it is her, <laughs> but it's like a period piece though, but it's the same type of deal where they're either faking or they're ghost hunting and don't believe it or something. And then it's real. I, I don't know.
1: You'll have to check that
0: out. I know. I, I So I thought it was that at first and I was like, that lady doesn't look like the same lady. So it was not. Yeah. So I was excited to do this one. I, I got the impression that just because it's a netflix production it's a smaller sort of horror budget movie and you know, i'm always up for a good a good uh, ghost hunting flick as well all right should we go into the uh, trailer sure all right well, let's roll it follow this simple technique find a quiet place visualize your goal and remember
1: that you are amazing Confidence is an armor
0: against the world.
1: Say medium service. Yeah, we're the ghost hunters. This is my sister. The one with the gift.
0: Repeat your goal in your mind.
1: Here's the plan. Angela will pretend she sees a ghost. We'll put on a damn good show and make some money.
0: You said you heard screaming. Yes, angry, taunting. I just want a quote. If you can control a situation... Stop it. Sell it. You can influence others.
1: I've come to see if you would consider leaving this house.
0: Is this your usual routine for all your clients? It's
1: all an act. Angela's gift.
0: Can you hear that? Something's here. Did you see her? I really thought you could help me. it's just a house. you not I thought if you could hear the voices, you'd be able to stop them.
1: And remember <laughs> that you are amazing. No no. no, no! In
0: 1986 Scotland, Angela and Jackson are two American siblings who, with a small team of paranormal investigators, run a fake medium scam on clients who believe their houses are haunted. The team uses the reputation of the sibling's late mother to promote Angela's powers as a medium. Jackson orchestrates the scams because of a debt he owes to loan sharks.
1: So going back to the trailer, I guess knowing a little bit of what the movie was about with the ghost hunting, having watched the movie, I was not anticipating the actual kind of bloody horror that we ended up getting. Yeah. I don't know if you were is equally surprised, but it was a direction I was not anticipating the directors to take.
0: No, I mean, I don't think that just watching the trailer and not having watched the movie you necessarily pick up on that although i do think they give you the clues to infer it if you're looking for it right but i i think that we'll get to this a little later in the review i do think that they tip their hand early in the movie uh that that's the way it's going to go so as i was watching the movie i was like oh okay oh yeah i see what's going to happen here but yeah i mean it was definitely interesting because you thought at first you were just going to get the ghosts
1: yeah like just the haunted house
0: yeah i i was surprised 1986 i was trying to figure out why 1986
1: yeah i i also was surprised i was not too surprised at the scotland setting i thought that was you like more unique usually get like england i guess
0: yeah and it's a british film so yeah that was cool
1: yeah just seeing that kind of like background was neat
0: yeah i mean i figured maybe 86 so that they didn't have to worry about cell phones in the house or something although they had like the old walkie talkies yeah. So uh,
1: maybe faking it would have looked easier. Like you could see the, the tape that they're playing and
0: Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I, I I just I was trying to figure out why. But
1: it is based on a book, which I have it a short a novella, right? So I haven't read that. So maybe that's part of it.
0: That's true. Maybe that take it takes place in that time period. I mean, I would just think if you're producing a movie, it's a lot easier to produce it in the time period you're you're in. Right. So that you don't have to like get cars from that era and make sure you don't have too many things that are outside of you know that that era. Although maybe that's what Scotland looks like. Nineteen eighty six. Maybe it was easy. I don't know. <laughs> if you're listening in, you're from Scotland. Let us know. Yeah, was it look like nineteen eighty six there?
1: So the other thing that I think when this movie started, I knew that there were two American siblings. Mm-hmm. But then when Jackson first starts talking, I swore he had an accent.
0: I have to be honest with you. I couldn't initially figure out if they had accents or not. I didn't understand why they were in Scotland. You know what I mean, right? At first, I was like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Until later on, you kind of discover what's what their deal is. Um, and obviously, to me, like, I hated Jackson pretty much immediately.
1: Yeah, I. What a shitty brother.
0: Yeah, and yeah, he's pretty bad.
1: Yeah, I don't, and I, you know, like they mentioned the loan shark thing, and you don't really understand where that precipitated from.
0: Yeah, I mean, they really don't explain it. They, they, it's there so that you understand he's under some sort of pressure to, you know, get money. And it's not just like a get-rich-quick scheme. It's like he needs it because he already failed it, the get-rich-quick scheme that he's indebted to this guy for, I guess. Right. Right?
1: Yeah, I just um, – I it was just all very kind of confusing. You, You know that the mother who's not around had some sort of gift – We don't get details about that except for a couple of newspaper clippings that kind of briefly describe something about the mother. Mm -hmm. I can't even remember if it was her suicide or if it was just that she had a skill. How they got to Scotland, I'm assuming they just went there because the grandfather was there. But then all of a sudden you find out she's going to university there too. Yeah. But then how do you, I don't know, like how do you get to this scheme?
0: Didn't Jackson mention that the mother, I guess, re- they ran some scheme with her, remember? Wasn't oh, that kind of right. what they were doing? And so it was like them resur- him resurrecting it with Angela, his sister, right. instead of just, I guess, with his mom.
1: I guess with the mom, it was more real because she had the gift. I
0: guess, yeah, although he didn't really believe it or something. That was kind of ambiguous. I mean, right. I, I mean, you understand what they're trying to do, which is say, here was a mother with a gift, here are her children, and you know Angela has the gift, and then... You know She's trying to come to terms with that. I, I get what they're trying to do, but they did leave it pretty pretty open. I mean, the movie's only 88 minutes long.
1: Yeah, so it was a it, quick one. it
0: zips right through. So, I mean, that's good. I did like the fact, though, that he got, like, beat up by that Lone Shark guy. I didn't like that it didn't come back around, Yeah, but I appreciated that they kind of showed it. In fact, I mean, my opinion of the movie is that Jackson has the most character arc of everybody in the movie to me. Like, I feel like you go into the movie and you dislike him. You go into ambivalent. Like, you don't even know who he is. You very quickly learn to dislike him. And even though he's like, oh, you know, I I love you, sis. He says, like, you know, he, and, and you kind of don't know whether to believe him or if he's just using her. And I think he is both means it and is using her, like, manipulatively. I
1: don't. So he, throughout the, the beginning of the film, he's listening to these. Confidence tapes. I don't know yeah. if that was a thing in the eighties.
0: Deepak Chopra, not really, but I <laughs> like that.
1: So yeah, you're. I just felt like with the way he was kind of touching her shoulders and looking her in the eye and saying, you know, I love you, sis. It was more of a manipulation mm-hmm. than an actual feeling. Maybe Ye- towards the end he did, but that's because you know. Things weren't going so well for him.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, I, I think that's his complexity as a character. I would agree. I, I don't, You don't really know. And it could be both things at once, right? I mean, I think he has conflicting interests. I think he does love his sister, but he also is trying to be – he is a manipulator, a bullshit artist, scam artist sort of right. by his nature, and also he needs this money. So all that lines up to doing what they do. What did you think of – their sort of operational tactics here. So let's take a guy with a video camera. Have her follow Angela around in some part of the house. You have monitors set up. You have the person who you're scamming sitting next to you, mm-hmm. right? And then Jackson has his, I guess, girlfriend Beth sitting next to him, and he like gives her like the nudge, and she like gives the walkie-talkie, and that's lets the cameraman know to start playing the the tape of the fake voices. And I was like, that's pretty ballsy to be doing right on the couch. Yeah. I don't know.
1: I guess if you're used to working with people in grief, maybe you realize that they're so focused on the answer that they want to get out of the scheme that they won't pay attention to what you're doing on the side.
0: That's probably every psychic, right? Who
1: Right. It's who reads, reads facial cues. Sp- facial, and, yeah. yeah.
0: Things like that. Yeah.
1: You have it with the people who are kind of trying to call up their deceased loved ones. But as we get later into the movie where they go to Mrs. Green's house, she's not emotionally attached to the people who died. So I think she's able to read the BS more so than the grieving widows.
0: I would agree with that. Yeah. So I have a a wild question for you. Okay. Do you think this movie takes place in the Stranger Things universe? Because (laughs) the nosebleeds nosebleeds are pretty much like a Stranger Things thing. She's kind of like Eleven a little bit, right? Every time she uses her powers, she gets yes. like a nosebleed.
1: I wouldn't say she's using her powers as much as like
0: Or they're they're turned on.
1: Yeah, like their the presence has made itself known.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But it was interesting, like why why are you nosebleeding? And and the brother did too, when he finally sees it. Yes, later yeah, on. So it's yeah. like apparently whatever the gift is, if you see it for the first few times, I would say, because at the end when Angela sees the the kids, like later at the end of the movie, there's no nosebleed. So, like, do you just become accustomed to this power that you have?
0: Well, there was a lot of blood loss. So maybe <laughs> she didn't have enough blood to bleed <laughs> she, out of her nose. It was uh, already she was enough. Anemic, so. Yeah, it was only <laughs> enough going on there. <laughs>
1: that is true. Uh, how did you feel about the first story that they show you? Because it was pretty quick. Uh, the The first widow and the wife obviously has cancer, and she had, like, the, the, the clothing store.
0: I mean, it was okay. I mean, once again, they're just trying to lay out what's happening. And I thought what was interesting to me was, like, the the tape they played when did they make this tape right and like you would think they would have to do a a pretty decent job of investigating what they think that these spirits have to say you know what i mean are they going to get away with the sort of very you know just whisper their names and then her say leave will you leave and then the spirit leaves i guess i i appreciated that as far as like um the the showing the scam part of it you know what i mean And then I didn't really get... I mean, this is when she first sees her uses her powers, or her powers are whatever, activated, whatever it is, um, where you see, like, the mannequin woman, who's really the... Like, turns into the mom. The the, mom, I guess, right? Yeah. And, like, steps forward. But I guess that's it. You don't get any more out of that.
1: Yeah. I I was wondering if it would feel any different if it was a little bit more impactful. Like, because you didn't really feel bad for the widow. I mean, the daughter looked a little sad, but it wasn't, like... I didn't feel emotionally attached to the story at all but it was interesting to see how they did the scam like you had said yeah so i don't know if if that was one of their initiatives was to get you to be like oh, okay they're going to these people who you feel bad for and then scamming them so they are kind of not nice people
0: once again i don't know whether jackson's drinking his own kool-aid here or if he has some belief or maybe his the because of his mother and what they did with her. Maybe he has that belief from her because he he says one time to Angela or maybe more than once in the movie, like, they are helping people move on, right? They're right. giving the people closure they need to move on. Even though it's not real, they're really helping them. And I know that's bullshit because they're taking money from them and right. lying to them. But also, it might be true to some extent.
1: Yeah, I feel like that might be a justification on his part to do his – Confidence boosting, which did he really need to be listening to those tapes? Is that the only reason why he comes across as so cocky and a-hole-like? Or I don't know.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously, in my, my opinion, he is somebody who doesn't have a lot of confidence in himself. And he's trying to to manufacture this confidence and manufacture this persona that will allow him to be successful. And And I think there's a little bit of not wanting to put the work in. So maybe that's his fault in the end is sort of being la- lazy around wanting to put the work in for something else when he just rather just kind of, you know, try to skirt the rules. Right. I guess.
1: And what I, you, what I find interesting about what you just said was that, and I don't know if it really applies to him, when they get the call for the the house that they go to, the second house, like she goes and obviously goes to like the library and goes through the microfiche to get the story background. So you think that that's where she's getting the ability to have the connection when she goes to these sites. So there is work that I would have thought is really put into something that, you know, for get rich quick scheme, you wouldn't necessarily have thought that they would have put the time and effort in.
0: No, it is true. I mean, it seems like there will be an awful lot of work up front to do this. I mean, they even have in this second, at the second house at the main house, They've already gotten a tape and constructed a tape with the kids' voices right, and stuff. Yeah. So, somebody did that work. Now, I imagine it was Elliot, uh, the, the other guy. I imagine probably Jackson just, you know, he's the face, right? He's right. the guy who bullshits. He
1: probably does the flyers and does the promoting type yeah, thing. I, mean,
0: I bet he doesn't even do the flyers. Beth does the flyers. <laughs> That's true. And he just, you know, tells her what's wrong with them.
1: Right. That's so. yeah, you did kind of get that from their relationship.
0: Yeah. During their latest assignment, strange incidents occur, causing Angela to worry about the parallels to her mother, who heard voices and wound up committing suicide because she saw people who weren't there. A new client, Mrs. Green, requests that they come to stop the girls screaming. Angela is too disturbed and turns down the request. She looks into the history of the caller's house and discovers that the owner's three nieces were found dead with their mouths sewn shut. Jackson, needing the money to pay off the loan sharks, agrees to the job despite reluctance from his sister. They formulate a plan to con Mrs. Green. Angela sees the spirits of the murdered girls and follows them into the east wing where the floor collapses. They discover the place the girls had been kept.
1: I'm just going to throw this out there. I'm watching the movie by myself. I have a brand new puppy in the house, so there was like a little bit of chaos. But I 100% thought that this was like a home for girls when they first started. It felt like there was like 12 girls in this photo. I had no idea they were nieces. I thought she was taking in girls because she was like the sweet lady. And then I'm reading the wiki. I'm like, wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) Like, I know I was getting I was pushing a dog off. I was getting chewed on. I had to go take her to the bathroom. Like everything was crazy. But like, did I really miss that?
0: I was confused as well at the beginning. But then when they kind of went through the story about the son killing the girl, he was the one blamed for killing the girls. Like she said, that was my son. And so I put it together that they were her nieces. You you know what I mean? But yeah, there was that picture with all the kids. Yeah. Like I was...
1: So I thought it was like a school for girls. Yeah, and some of that
0: was a a little confusing too. Yeah. I will say one thing I noticed about this movie, or one part, and I've never really noticed this about a movie before. It's the set dressing. So when they pull up to the house, the manor, right, or the mansion... And they get out and they're going into the house. The camera pretty much stays like pretty stable on that view. And they just see them getting out and going in. And Angela's the last one. And she stands like in the, up on the the couple stairs up before you go into the main doors. And she kind of looks around. But there is like this um, vine that goes from one side up around the front of the kind of house and back down. And I, I'm just, it looked like they put it there to make the house look creepier so that it looked like it was old. And I don't know if it was really there, but I was looking, I was looking the rest, the rest of the house you could see, and like, are there old vines in there? And just something about it screamed like set dressing. They're just dressing it up to make it look old. And I've never noticed that before in a movie. Now, I've noticed fake walls, like in Hellraiser, the sets just <laughs> are kind of crappy. I've noticed that before, but uh, I don't know why that just stuck out to me.
1: I have to admit, I didn't pick up on that one either, but there's no surprise there. I thought it was interesting, so they drive up through the gate and this elderly gardener caretaker opens the gate for them. I automatically thought he has something to do with this.
0: Yeah, you never find out what his deal is. Yeah. Right? Right. He's just the like, groundskeeper, I guess. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> so when they pull up and then they all get out of the car, you're looking at the house and I'm and I had never been to Scotland but that was a really unique looking house. and almost looked like it was literally three different houses that were just kind of sewn together.
0: Yeah, yeah. De- so, definitely yeah. like a smaller house that was built on, built on.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't have said it was a creepy looking house, but maybe the vine did it for us.
0: I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. The vine was green. I mean, don't get me wrong, it wasn't a dead vine, but I don't know. It's just something about the way it was placed that made it look like it didn't belong there to me. Yeah, And then the inside of the house... It's like a, a a maze, like this warren yeah. of like hallways and things. And I'm like, is it big enough? I don't know. I guess it was big enough looking. But yeah, it was definitely inside very confusing.
1: Yeah, I, I thought it was very confusing as they're walking around. It's not in the best of shape, but I wouldn't have said it was in the worst of shape. And then when they fall through the floor, I was like, what? Like, why wouldn't you say, by the way, watch your step?
0: You know, I think they were in like the east wing where they weren't supposed to be. Oh, so did she maybe say that? they had closed that off. And I don't understand why. I mean, the nieces haven't been dead for that long, probably.
1: Well, I, you think? <laughs> well, I mean, guess well, I was thinking well, enough, Herman would have been.
0: Well, enough for the floorboards to have like rotted enough right, to fall yeah. through. I mean, that's what I'm thinking. It's not like been generations, right? So this is the part where where they meet Mrs. Green, and I felt like immediately I knew where it was going as soon as she started talking. In my opinion they didn't do a good enough job of masking the fact that she was bad. I knew she was bad. As as soon as she said about the house being quiet, I was like, well, she's crazy.
1: I thought there was something shady about her, but I thought she was keeping a secret, and I didn't know she played the exact role that she played. Like, I thought it was more of a protection type. Like, I'm protecting whatever bad is happening here, not necessarily pretty much the main person involved. Oh, yeah. But I loved her. I loved her face. I loved her accent. Like, I thought she was a great cast for that type of
0: role. Oh, yeah. I mean, I I think that she is the only reason this movie is as strong as it is. Because she really anchors from, like, an acting perspective. She's, like, a veteran actress. Right. Along with the grandfather, who has a very short scene.
1: Yeah, I didn't. I didn't really Um, care. He's a
0: veteran actor as well.
1: Like his role, I should say. Yeah,
0: I mean, I don't know about his role, but but like they have enough like gravitas in their acting to sort of produce an anchoring effect that then the the rest of the young actors can kind of do what they need to do and not be. It doesn't make the movie seem airy to me.
1: Right. I I think I agree with that, but I do have to say Angela did do a really good job. Oh yeah. I thought the rest of them were. The rest of the young kids, like, I don't know if you want to call them young kids, <laughs> maybe I'm just aging They, are, they are compared
0: to us now, Helen. Oh,
1: God, Don't tell me that. Um, but yeah, I just thought that they just were okay. Like the brother, I was not really... Like he was an a-hole, but I wouldn't have said he was a great acting
0: jerk. I think the, the actor that played Jackson did a pretty good job, my opinion. I mean, I didn't like his character all that much, but it had eno- a, a, enough range. It had range. Like he was... You know, he was manipulative. He was, you know, he was angry. He was whatever. You know, Angela was pretty, I think, I don't know, not even killed throughout the movie. But most of the movie, she just kind of looked, I don't want to say bewildered to me. Not bewildered, but like she had a concentration on her face. Like she was trying to figure out what was going on. Yeah, you know maybe I mean? that's
1: why I liked it.
0: Yeah, and I, I liked her. And actually, yeah. the ac- the actress is going to play in the new Black Widow movie, Marvel movie supposedly she plays Black Widow, some version of Black Widow. I don't know if it's a young Black Widow. I don't know if it's like the new Black Widow. I'm not really sure what it is. So her career is like, shh, taken off. And I also thought that the guy who played Elliot, the actor who played Elliot, I liked his character. I expected a lot less from his character than what ended up happening in the movie. I really expected him to be cannon fodder, the first guy dead. Right. He's like the sweet, quote-unquote innocent guy, the good guy. And good guys usually finish last in these movies.
1: Yeah, I I was a little shocked. Um, or, or finish
0: first. I don't, I don't know. Whatever. I mean, dead. <laughs> Why? Or taken
1: out first. Yeah. yeah. He uh he reminded me of a cousin of mine, so I kind of instantly took a liking to him because he seemed really sweet. I wouldn't have said that his character was really like had a lot of depth.
0: No, I would agree with that. He didn't have a lot of depth, I don't think, and, and I don't Beth think was
1: wasted space to me. Oh, she's cute. I
0: don't really understand why she was in the movie. To be completely honest with you,
1: I'd wonder if it was just the ending to say, "Hey, look, the brother actually had feeling."
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I yeah. I guess she served a narrative purpose. Yeah, it just sucks for her as an actress to just be in the movie for a, a number of scenes. Yeah, and, and I
1: feel like her death was not.
0: I re- awesome. I really thought her death was cool. Really? Yeah, we'll, we'll get there in okay. a second. I think.
1: So like, you know, Mrs. Green calls the house, Angela picks up the phone, and this is what starts the whole thing. I don't know what it was about the the screaming that made her say, forget this, I'm not doing it. Like, Do you think she sensed something over that phone call, or do you think it was just an intuition of, this isn't our typical widow type scenario, I don't know if we can play this game?
0: I, I felt like it was just her not understanding her powers, right? I think that she realized at that point that something was going on and she didn't want to subject herself to another situation where she would have to endure this when she doesn't understand what it is or maybe she secretly knows what's going on. She just doesn't want to admit it type of idea, you know? That's kind of what I got out of that initial phone call from Mrs. Green.
1: And then the brother picks up the phone and is like, yeah, we'll do it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
0: Well, and ultimately, I feel like Mrs. Green wasn't very smart. There's an inherent danger to calling Uh, people and being like hey could you come talk to these girls and tell them to leave me alone and be quiet i don't know but if i killed three people in my house and they came back as ghosts i'm pretty much assuming they're trying to tell somebody that i did it
1: yeah i don't know that that part confused me too like are you trying to disprove this that they have these powers or like in, in taking that risk because it seemed like they were awfully prepared for it to go the way that it went. Yeah, I mean. That she thought it was going.
0: Yeah, I don't know how prepared she and her son were to sort of take them out if, if need be. But I got the sense that she initially called them because she just couldn't take the noise, right? It was like right. she wanted a quiet house and these girls weren't being quiet. And she was just like quote unquote, at her wits end, even though she didn't act like she was at her wits end in the movie at all.
1: Right. Not in the beginning. She seemed N- not very in the beginning. together. She seemed
0: very together. Yeah. I got the impression that's what drove her to call them in the first place at all. Right.
1: I, I also think that like it would have been really nice if they had maybe some scenes before with just her having these screams because you yeah. didn't really get like why she was so upset about it. You didn't hear any screaming at all until the very end.
0: Which, may, I mean, maybe they were withholding that so that when you sort of started to worry whether she was whether she was bad or not, maybe they were keeping that away so you would even question why she had called them in in the first place. I mean, maybe there was more ambiguity around that. Because if you'd have seen her and heard the screams of the girls, like, it would have made her much more sympathetic, I guess. And it would have worked at the beginning, but maybe towards the middle when they wanted you to question what was going on. Maybe it wouldn't have, I don't know. So in the end, they fall through uh, this floor, and they end up in this room where they, I guess, kept the girls. It didn't have a door to leave. Like, I'm, I, I don't yeah. understand how you got. They, they went back up through the hole. Like, was they, it
1: sealed? Like yeah. it was very. You couldn't really see the entire room. In yeah, they my didn't opinion.
0: show it. Yeah, yeah.
1: And then it was wallpapered over, right? And they were tearing down the wallpaper to see the words "Help." Yeah. So that was kind of very, House on Haunting Hill.
0: The ring Haunting as well. Haunting Hill House. Haunting Hill House. <laughs> the Ring as well, where they tore off the wallpaper and they saw the tree behind the yeah. wallpaper. Yeah. I mean, some of this stuff was just set up, I feel like, for impact and effect. Right.
1: Because it's like who's gonna help you if you're in a sealed room? Yeah. Like they weren't that young to be like, if I write help on the wall.
0: Yeah, I don't I mean, it's not even like it would had like padding on it where you would argue that it was a soundproof room she sent him to so that they they couldn't hear i don't know maybe the house is big enough you can just go in another part of the house but uh but the uh elliot falls and breaks his ankle
1: yeah i would say his ankle that yeah was gross. it was
0: like bone sticking out that was pretty gross yeah
1: done you know like he can't yeah. run yeah that guy has some willpower <laughs> i know well and he
0: wouldn't leave the camera behind either
1: that's true yeah
0: because they said drop Persistent. the camera and he was like Wait, did you think, so that camera they showed multiple times spinning on the cable that was like hanging as they were down in that room. And I was expecting something right. to happen with that camera.
1: Yeah, I was like looking really close.
0: Yeah, nothing, nothing happened. Nothing. Nothing. Maybe it was just like a foreground element in the shot. They were like, it's cool. I don't know.
1: <laughs> look, it is 1986.
0: It's on a wire. <laughs> yeah, look at that. Ooh, wires. Mrs. Green informs Jackson that they've failed, and she believes them to be scam artists. Jackson starts seeing things himself and finally decides to abandon the job after Mrs. Green hints that she was involved in the girls' murders. They find Beth, the technician, and Jackson's girlfriend unconscious with her mouth sewn shut. Attempting to flee with the others, Jackson crashes the car, killing Beth. The siblings are captured as Mrs. Green sews Jackson's mouth shut before ordering her son Herman to kill him. Their cameraman, Elliot, manages to kill Herman just as Mrs. Green gets started on Angela. The spirits of the dead girls appear and Angela pleads with them to help. They begin to scream, distracting Mrs. Green long enough for Angela to free herself and kill Mrs. Green. Limping to the road for help, Angela sees Jackson's ghost searching for Beth before wandering away. Angela and Elliot are taken to the hospital. On the phone to her grandfather, Angela tells him, I'm not alone, as a dark shadow passes over her.
1: Mrs. Green is like bizarre when you first beat her. She talks about how pretty Beth is, which I thought was going to play somehow into why the girls were murdered Mm -hmm. it doesn't really and then has this weird interaction with jackson because jackson's trying to put his confidence like scheming speech on her and is trying to talk to her and is like everything's gonna be okay and she's like all right cut the crap
0: yeah i'll be honest with you I i was expecting her to bite his face off or something crazy like she looked like she was not having any piece of that nonsense
1: right and i was surprised that right then and there she didn't say are you for real
0: yeah, I mean, she kind of did at least his portion of it, right? She was kind of like, "You do this with everybody, right?" The shit ain't working on me.
1: Yeah, and and you just kind of were really, like, "What?" I don't know. I did. I thought his speech to her was out of place in general because she wasn't a grieving widow. These are just three girls that she didn't seem to be too upset about that had been killed by her son. Yeah, who she kept saying was innocent. Yeah. that the girls were just bad. They just kept talking. I don't know. That whole introduction seemed a little bit odd to me.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think, though, that it plays as part of Jackson's character arc, right? I mean, he comes in and he's trying to play this this scheme. He already knows his sister doesn't really want to be here. And he goes through, you know, the whole first part of it. Elliot falls through. Th- this is the part of the movie I liked the most until the part that I liked the least after this. But um, <laughs> So what I thought was really cool about this movie is I'm expecting – Elliot to die first right. then I'm expecting Elliot never to make it out to the car right and when he goes in and, and Beth's gone when Jackson tries to find Beth and she's gone I'm expecting her to be dead but no they all actually make it to the car which right. I thought was was fantastic like I was like oh wait i, I this is not what I expected out of this movie Angela gets Elliot to the car. Bam, done. She locks the doors. Then you, you hear like a, a knocking or whatever. And you're like, oh, my gosh, it's Mrs. Green like it's all gonna, or something. You know, it's all going to go bad. And no, it's Jackson and Beth. Bam, get in the car. And, you know, Jackson's in the front driving and Beth's in the passenger side. And they're like driving. And then you see the ghost of the girl on the road. And you expect Jackson to swerve. To miss her. And he's like, hell's no. <laughs> Boom. Aw. Now, this is the part I don't really understand about this. Why would the girls appear over top of the groundskeeper? First of all, why would the groundskeeper be standing in the middle of the road and not move? But, okay, we'll let that go. He was old. He was old. He couldn't move fast enough. I'll, <laughs> I'll give you that. You know, like, I guess the girls didn't want them to leave because they didn't want... Their story Their story, been told, to yeah. But, but honestly, you don't think those four people would have left and tell, told somebody that some crazy old lady was in the house? I mean, it's, I, I think...
1: I was really kinda of confused as to what the girls' intent was. So I guess they were just mischievous to begin with, and that's part of why they were playing the game. But then like you, and, you know, their mouths are sewn shut. So maybe that's why they weren't screaming at the beginning that we see. I realize that as we're talking. Uh-huh. But what happened at the end when their mouths weren't sewn shut anymore? And why did they play the game with the groundskeeper? Like with the with yeah. as they were trying to escape? None of it made sense to me. Like what you're being mischievous, but then you're also i don't know like it just didn't all add up
0: yeah i don't know either but i will say i like the fact that jackson was like hell no i'm getting out of here and he ends up hitting the groundskeeper look this is no fault of jackson's because jackson knows they're ghosts and he's like doing the right thing you see a ghost you don't swerve it's a freaking ghost who cares right like the only guy in any movie i think i've ever seen where he's like nope that's a ghost i'm moving through that ghost and but he hits the groundskeeper and then wrecks the car, and wrecking the car, Beth is ejected straight through the windshield and flies, like, I don't know, 100 feet.
1: Yeah, poor girl. And lands.
0: I know. But, I mean, this is why I say I liked her death a little bit, because it was kind of out of left field. Like, I didn't expect it.
1: Right. It and, wasn't associated with the actual
0: yeah. movie. and It was kind of awful. I mean, it's- usually I don't like those non-sequitur deaths. You're kind of like, why wouldn't you tie it in? But she was as a non-sequitur character, like. I don't so was really the groundskeeper. Like yeah, well they both died. Because it's like you it's would crazy. have thought
1: that you know Mrs. Green would have been like, "Hey, groundskeeper, you kill my you kill my groundskeeper. What the hell? I don't have a husband. I only have this Herman son. But no, like that never. All he did was unlock a gate.
0: <laughs> yeah, and stand in the road.
1: Yeah. Like, what was your purpose? Was he just supposed to be misdirection to make you think that he was going to play a bigger part? Uh,
0: probably, I guess. I don't know. Uh,
1: I wonder if he plays a bigger part in the book.
0: Uh, maybe, maybe he does, yeah. So you have Jackson, who, just to back up real slightly from them escaping, after Elliot breaks his leg to the point at which they escape, try to escape. Uh, Jackson discovers he also has powers, which I liked because they've done the whole mother-daughter thing. Uh, they do that a lot in these movies where, like, the mother has the powers and the daughter has the powers. And sometimes there's no brother. You know, it's just a passing on thing. But I appreciated the fact that both kids had the powers. Right. And Jackson had to come to grips with that. That's why I say his arc even had that whole piece of it. You know what I mean?
1: And I also liked the fact that the girl was literally, like, staring him in the face. You know, it wasn't like a subtle, oh, is that a ghost? Like hers was with the mannequin. It was like she's literally a foot away. Yeah, yeah. That was awesome.
0: After they wreck and Jackson gets out and he's like, no, with Beth. Now we entered into the part of the movie that I am not real keen on. Because it started to, I don't say not make sense to me, but what happens is Herman shows up and whacks Jackson with a shovel.
1: Yeah, thought he was dead.
0: Right, thought he was dead. Very first I thought he wasn't dead. But then Herman goes over to the car and opens it up and drags Elliot out. Poor and Elliot! And then whacks him with the shovel. Oh, he and I was, was like, dead. He's definitely dead. But he leaves Angela.
1: I yeah. So I don't know if I've seen too many of these things where you have the the son who's this supposed hobbesianal maniac, and you're kind of hiding him from society. And you know you have these visitors, and the, the son kind of takes a liking to the girl. And then fixates on the girl that I really thought he was going to take her out of the car. you were going to find her in his room. She was going to be made up in some kind of creepy gown on his bed or something. None of that happens. So my my where I thought it was going was not where it ended yeah, up. Yeah that lying.
0: that would be the extended version of the movie that wasn't only 88 minutes long because <laughs> I'll let them know. Yeah that that's like a Herman's uh Eric character arc thing. You don't even really know anything about him right. other than he didn't kill well, shouldn't say didn't. Maybe he did kill the girls. We don't really know who killed them. They they both were involved, we'll say.
1: Right. I he was at least an accomplice. But yeah, yeah. so he brings jackson back to the mother where they start the process of sewing the mouth shut which was oh and
0: also cutting his tongue off i believe oh yeah and I, hitting the
1: weird like, and
0: hitting him with like this metal stake. yeah that was like squared off at the end and i i thought they were lobotomizing it yes. at first yeah
1: yeah and then I, it was
0: like no we're just gonna what break his jaw at the top or what, what was going on there
1: that i don't know I don't know what that was. Nope. I also thought it was a lobotomy, but in the wrong place.
0: <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Like she screwed it up. Yeah, whatever it was, it looked painful.
1: Maybe it p- keeps you, like if you break your jaw, just kept them from talking. And that was part of her like, oh, have a quiet house.
0: Yeah. Maybe it was so they couldn't open their mouth so she could sew them shut. I don't know what that whole thing maybe, was.
1: Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Like he wouldn't have been able to stop her. From, I mean, he was all tied up anyway, but that was like so creepy where she starts to explain that her mother did the same stuff to her. And you're like, what the hell is wrong with you people?
0: Yeah, there was a reference to private parts. And yeah, I don't know. I didn't need that personally.
1: I, it didn't bother me. <laughs> like, I didn't, I don't think I like visually went there, but I was just like, okay, that explains where this came. Like, you just assume it's the girls are just too chatty. But then it's a little extreme to show to sew a bunch of girls' mouths shut. Yes. But then to hear that it was done to her, it's like, okay, I see you have a history of this and you think it's cool. Although her mouth wasn't really like, it didn't show any signs of sewing.
0: Yeah, that might have been her particular predilection was the sound. Her mother was just super strict and abusive in a different way, potentially, I guess. That's kind of what I took out of it. Yeah, so, so they have Jackson and he's there. And then they, Angela, like wanders her way back to the house. The girls take her to this room where there's like a hammer and some tools, I guess, where they were killed or tortured. Right. And then Herman shows up. And I'm expecting her to like grab the hammer and whack him. No, no, no. She just gets taken. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, God, here we go. So they're both tied up. And then this is the, this is the one part of the movie that I really, really, really didn't like because I feel like they could have fixed this very easily. So... She sees Jackson, and he says he's sorry, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. And then Mrs. Green says to Herman, take him out back of the shed, clearly being like, kill him, and then go get the other boy. Now, when she says that, we cut to this—I think it was before—we cut to Elliot waking up. Mm-hmm. And he wakes up and drags his ass over to where they hit the old man, the groundskeeper, and takes the groundskeeper's cane.
1: Which was smart.
0: Which was smart. Now, he is hobbling his way back to the house.
1: Which was incredible.
0: <laughs> well, Herman, the next time you see Herman, after he takes Jackson out, you see Herman back in the room with Mrs. Green when they're sewing, starting to sew up Angela's face. And Elliot's coming in, and you're seeing it from Elliot's point of view— And, like, obviously Herman didn't go back to get him or else he would have seen him walking up to the house and just would have, like, taken him. So it's, like, very easily they just could have reworded that to say, you know, take Jackson out back and then come back or just take Jackson out back. Like, it didn't make any sense. Like, he obviously didn't do what he was told to do.
1: Yeah, I guess I thought that by the time he had killed Jackson, that maybe Elliot wasn't there. But then why didn't he warn his mother that Elliot was missing? But yeah. can he not talk because he doesn't seem to be able to talk? But then hand motions.
0: Elliot kills Herman, which I appreciated. Yes. Right? And then- And he
1: goes down easy.
0: Yeah, Even with everything
1: yeah. Elliot's gone through, <laughs> it's yeah. just like. Th- that's <laughs> why.
0: That's why I appreciate Elliot's character because he actually gets to be the hero.
1: Right. A small, like he was slighter in build, like he was a very slightly built character, who was very sweet, and he actually ends up being like pretty badass.
0: Yeah, he ends up being the guy who saves the day to some yeah, extent. I exactly. Mean, Jackson notwithstanding, but yeah, although
1: once Herman is killed, why would you? Okay, this I'm going to be Anne for a second. Go ahead. Why in the hell would you not go kill the mother? She's grieving over her dead son, but no, I'm going to go help the partially sewn face of the girl that I like.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, this is the part the the movie falls down from, like I said, all that stuff after the Jackson and Beth, because it it doesn't only makes sense for the plot to move in the way it moves, right? Yes, it because does. Because I would have taken that cane and beat her to death with it, because you yeah. just killed her son. Yeah. You finished the job.
1: Right. And there's no
0: reason not to. Have we
1: not learned enough I mean, of our lessons? I mean, I mean, but
0: even people who <laughs> wouldn't have watched a bunch of horror movies and know that would, I mean, she's still there. Right. Like you're, you're turning your back on her. Right. To try to untie this woman. And then it became like fresh because, the, because he didn't do that. The rest of that whole scene became very frustrating to me. And like, I was angry at the movie because he unties Angela's like one hand mm-hmm. and then Mrs. Green comes over and whacks Elliot, and he falls down. She's got this She's got saw, a freaking
1: cleaver thing. Yeah,
0: thing, and she's, like, just beating him, kind of not really oh sawing God. him. But it's, like, beating him, yeah. not really cutting him. And he's screaming and yelling, and Angela's like, no, no. And, she, and she's not untying herself. Right. She's just, like, shaking, and I'm like, oh, my God, woman, would you untie yourself or something?
1: Yeah. Like, well, for, I, my problem with her stems with, like, you have half a sewn mouth, and you didn't say, hey, Elliot, why don't you go take care of that woman? I, I'm cool.
0: Yeah, I know. You now, know? now, I'll give her the benefit of the doubt. I mean, her brother was just taken off to be killed and she's in shock. I no get benefits. That, I have no benefits. Anymore. I know. I don't know. But then they had to have the kids scream, which is That's what caused true. her to be distracted. So yeah. I mean,
1: it could have gone a whole different way of, yes, your son just got killed and you happen to love him, even though he's odd, unless you made him that way, but whatever. And I, if I was the serial killing mom, I would say, I can grieve later. I've got these two other folks here I need to take care of moving on let me take care of them first you know like but no like she had to grieve which I thought was also stupid (laughs) emotions aside it's just like if you had done it that way you could still gone through with the plot the same way
0: they could have found a smoother way of putting it together and maybe of course when they plotted it out and they filmed it they got in the editing and decided when they edited it together. Maybe that's how they had they had to get it edited together. and just didn't feel. It's all these things with time, where like you take a moment, you stretch it out, and like Angela's sitting there, and it seems like I could have untied ten people in the amount of time she's sitting there screaming and like shaking. Right. But in reality, it's only supposed to represent a few seconds of time in real time. It's just they're they're showing it in a way that takes more time. That's kind of how I I forgive that sort of thing. I guess
1: I just oh, the hat, the hatchet cleaver whatever it's and, he, just, and he lives and i'm like that guy's he's paralyzed he's losing blood something's going to be massively wrong with him i cannot believe he lived
0: but it's like fantastic i mean in some ways the violence in this movie was realistic like it wasn't over the top
1: right but it's not violence. like yeah like I've, i mean i don't know if i would have been do you think you would have be that you would be as persistent going through that situation as he is because I'm sorry, if my ankle's like that, I'm done. I mean, I'll just <laughs> say
0: this. He better get laid after all of this.
1: I, so, like, do you think he ended up being paralyzed? Because the way they showed him at the very end in the hospital bed, he just kind of moves his fingers a little bit. But I don't know. maybe. I mean, he's probably not a no, lot I, of medication and a great deal of pain. I'm
0: going to say he's fine. It all works is what I'm going to say.
1: Okay, it all works.
0: And I think he deserves a little bit of loving after he does. all
1: that. I mean, I don't think she was opposed to it.
0: No, I don't think she was either. Yeah, I think she was all in. I mean, I mean, maybe the ghosts would watch. I mean, I, I'm assuming like ghosts would probably start flocking to her now, at least towards the end it seemed like that was what was... So it
1: was like porn for
0: ghosts. I mean, if I was a ghost, what would I be doing for eternity? I don't know. I'm just saying
1: he <laughs> You could have been an incubus.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, a succubus, an incubus, yeah. I mean, I'm just saying I would probably watch a little bit of live porn if I had an eternity to spend. (laughs) That's all I'm trying to say.
1: I'm so glad we went there.
0: (laughs) Sorry. So at the end, they're at the hospital and she's talking to her grandfather and her grandfather calls it a curse, which I still think I'm kind of like, he needs to come to grips as well. And... He asked her if he needed to come to the hospital. And she's like, no, I'm not alone. And there's like a dark shadow. And I'm like, what does that dark shadow mean? Other than like she has powers in ghosts. I mean, do ghosts cast shadows? That's my first kind of question.
1: But That's that's very true. I didn't think of it that way. I just, I interpreted it. And I don't know if this is true because I don't think it makes much sense. But they, the, both the siblings kind of saw their mom. And although their mom was always like kind of well put together, she was in a hospital. So I assumed it was like the psychiatric version, like psychiatric ward the version. Psychiatric of her mother. version. <laughs> yes. The insane version of mom. <laughs> yes. And that she kind of was like, I I have someone here with me. So I assumed it was her mother.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a very positive outlook on that. I try sometimes. <laughs> I'm, it could, but I mean, it could very well have been like Mrs. Green back from the dead to haunt her or that's something true. crazy. I mean, who knows? Or just random dead people in the hospital on it their could way. Be, yeah.
1: But I guess I just, with the way she said I have someone here with me and the fact that her mom had a history with hospitals only led me to believe that maybe it was her mother.
0: Sure, maybe, yeah. So obviously there's other ghosts around. It's like Sixth Sense. She just like, right. sees dead people. Yeah. All over. Okay. Everywhere. All right.
1: But she's cool with it.
0: She's cool with it now. Yes. I think. She has come to terms. So I was happy that Elliot lived. i kind of upset that Jackson died because I felt like he had a decent character arc and I feel like he could have Maybe right, right, right to the ship a little bit. But I did think it was kind of sad when he was on the road walking away.
1: He died because he, well, he and Beth died because they had sex. Remember? <sighs> Remember the uh, rules.
0: I guess. Yeah. Oh, that's right. They were they were bumping uglies because yeah, she and could she's hear like, them. Oh, my God. Moaning. Really? Yeah. I mean,
1: bumping uglies.
0: <laughs> Sorry. I mean,.
1: I mean, I guess in that context, it was probably a good description. Look,
0: look, we we talk about sex and boobs so much on this podcast. I'm just trying to find new ways of describing <laughs> them. It the
1: horizontal polka,
0: yeah. So okay, they died because they had sex. I guess. All right. Yeah. That's, I, that, mean, I
1: mean, I, that's just me reaching.
0: I, I, yeah. I'll I give know. a
1: shout out to like the scream with the rules. But.
0: Sure. I mean, I I could believe that Elliot's a virgin. I could believe that she is a virgin. So yeah, sure that fits.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was 1986. That makes sense.
0: Wasn't there more sex back then?
1: Hey, I don't know. Hey, re-
0: remember my Halloween thing. Halloween 78, teenagers getting laid, boobs, right. drugs.
1: Halloween twenty 20- twenty eighteen,
0: 2018, like some petting over the clothes? Like what? <laughs> lame, lame teenagers in 2018. Sorry. I
1: hope it gets even more modest as my daughter ages. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, for, for our kids, sure. Leave
1: yeah. some room for Jesus Christ, please. <laughs> <laughs> Was that it? I think so. <laughs>
0: All right. That sounds good.
1: Yeah. All right. So, for kill, chill, and thrill, we get to kill somebody who annoys us to death. <laughs> um, you get to chill with somebody who you think would be awesome to hang out with, and you get to thrill with somebody who you take a special liking to. So, right, since you're the only one in I'm the, the room, only tonight, one here.
0: I think I would kill Jackson. I think I would kill him. He's ultimately kind of the reason Beth dies, kind of the reason that he dies, and I don't know. I guess he dies in the movie, so it's kind of a cop out. But I kill Jackson. That's who? Okay. Who would I chill with? Yeah. Um, I'm gonna chill with Grandpa. I think. I mean, no, really? he's like a hard drinker, and I think that it'd be interesting. To see what he gets up to, I think there's a whole backstory to him we didn't get.
1: Yeah, I do. You think going and I hate to interrupt you in the middle of your, you know, do you think that he's drinking because maybe he has the gift and he's trying to like hide it, it like subdue it? It
0: very well could be.
1: And he's in denial, and that's why he felt so strong about his daughter. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think that big walrus mustache is like ghost feelers. I think, mm, is, yeah, I think like maybe just, they
1: perk up yeah, yeah. <laughs> ghost exactly. is nearby. Exactly. Yeah, almost like a dowsing rod.
0: Let's see. <laughs> And as far as uh thrill, there's not total uh good number of women to choose from here. Uh so I'm gonna Mrs.
1: Green, right? Yeah,
0: and I'm I'm definitely Mrs. Green's like you gotta be an S and M to go with Mrs. Green. <laughs> she's she definitely is the dominant. You have to be a submissive in that whole relationship. No, I I think I'm gonna go with Angela. I mean she's beautiful. She was she's a pretty girl yeah. and um yeah, I don't know. There, there's there's something, you know, sexy about that whole thing. Beth's just too, I guess, normal blonde. She was skinny. very
1: like waif like yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I I, I didn't think like, on her too much. I
1: I honestly think that I mean, of course I'm talking about your thrill here, but like to look at the two of them, with Angela seemed to have more confidence versus Beth was kinda like, Oh, and she was with a douchebag, so it almost felt like she didn't really have, you know, the confidence in herself. And I feel like that would
0: I just thought I thought Angela fit in those eighty six jeans pretty well. So
1: oh, geez. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for me, kill I would I would probably kill the grandfather, to be honest with you. Cause it's like how how do you not believe your daughter or at least give her support and that, then, yeah. you know, just kind of still harbor that resentment after she's dead. Uh for chilling, I would chill with Angela because I thought, you know, she's got she seemed to have her powers more together than her brother. And her brother was a jerk, so I would rather hang out with Angela. And thrilling. Oh, dear. I guess Elliot? <laughs> At least he was sweet.
0: I, I was very interested in who you were going to choose because, you know, we do these choices throughout the movies. And generally speaking, I'm going to generalize this. You and Anne picked the assholes to sleep with. And the good guys do finish last in these these things. Generally, I feel like. So
1: l- let me let me tell you, I don't really like a guy that lo- I like. Feel like I could pick up, and both of these characters fit the bill on that one. They were both really thin.
0: Oh, I thought you meant pick up at a bar.
1: Yeah, no, no, no. Like physically, <laughs> like physically, physically, lift. physically pick up. <laughs> and I'm not like a big person. But, like, if I feel like I can lift you up and put you in a Bjorn and carry you around, you can forget it. And I just – so between me, like, with the two of these guys, I felt like it was a crapshoot and I'd rather go with a nice guy. Good. There was not, like, a physically fit abs kind of person to choose from here. I I certainly wasn't going with Herman.
0: (laughs) No, no, that's – Yeah, that's some that's some weird stuff. Yeah, I I feel like Herman. That'd be some weird, like diaper-wearing baby mommy. Yeah, I think you'd have to tell him what to do. That's not that's not my thing.
1: Me neither. (laughs) Same page. (laughs)
0: All right. Well then now we've reviewed the movie and done our Kill Chill and Thrill, it's time to rate it. Only the best movies make it to the top of the hill, and to be the best they have to perform in three categories. The first is technical composition, which represents how well the movie's made, including the script, directing, cinematography, acting and effects, The second is impact, which represents how well the movie accomplished its emotional intent. Was it scary or funny? Did it make you question mankind or the nature of your reality? And finally, third is enjoyment, which is pretty simple. How much did you enjoy watching the movie? Would you watch it again? Do you never want to watch it again? All right. Our rating scale goes from a 1 to a 10, with a 1 being the worst and a 10 being the best. All right. Well, Helen?
1: All right. So for technical, I gave it a 6. I thought that the atmosphere was very haunting. I thought they chose really good places like the house was like really good for setting the scene with horror. I thought the way that Angela walked through it was like slow and kind of set that more haunting pace so you weren't quite sure when things were going to happen, so I gave it a 6 for impact. I gave it a 6 <laughs> cuz I there were some scary parts. It was, it was okay. And then for enjoyment I also gave it a 6. I would probably watch it again. This was a really short film I think for the amount of detail that we did get I think that if it was longer we might have gotten more to the story but it was
0: enjoyable okay for technical I gave this movie a four it was okay I thought it was kind of below average as far as the acting in the script I mean it's, it's hard to say because it's I don't think it's trying to be something more than it pretends to be right I mean, it's a it's a small movie. Right. Probably was never... It's never going to be bigger than, uh, like, a, a, a Shining or anything like that. So it's hard to, like, dock it points. But anyway, I ended up at a four. Uh, for impact, I'm um, going to give it a five. I thought it was... Had some kind of gory parts at the end. I didn't think the ghosts were very scary pretty much at all. But it was impactful frustratingly sometimes at the end for me. But average. And then as far as enjoyment, I'm going to give it a six. I think... This movie was light enough that you can kind of just watch again. I mean, it was it didn't offend me in the way some movies we've rated have offended me. Where Terrifier. Like Terrifier. i like, I'm never going to watch this again. <laughs> but, but like, I'm not compelled to watch it again. But if it was on TV and I was in the mood, yeah, I'd put it on. No problem. All right. All right. Let me run the old calculus here. The abacus.
1: Yeah.
0: Abacus. Yeah. Abacus. Yeah. And see where we end up. All right, Helen, well, I'm not sure I actually needed a like a computer program to, to give me this because it was pretty easy. I rated this a 5. You rated this a 6. Our average overall score was a 5.5. 5. That's where um, Malevolent came in at. So it's ranked number 30 in our list of movies, which puts it right above Terrifier, right below Hellbound Hellraiser 2. What do you think about that?
1: I find that interesting. <laughs> like I, as far as like the topic goes, this was an interesting movie to watch because I don't think I've ever seen anything quite like it. Mm-hmm. But like you're surrounding yourself with like a very impactful movie. I don't know what I would consider Hellraiser, like very classic. So maybe that's why it's ranked... I don't know. I'm surprised Hellraiser 2 is that far down just because I enjoyed it so you, much.
0: You know, it's funny because I thought the same thing. I feel like Hellraiser 2 is the outlier. Yeah, um, maybe it I'm, is. I'm malevolent. When you look at the,
1: the other ones above it, like Gerald's Game in the Ring, I would say, okay, that... Yeah. Well, the Ring, actually, well, I didn't rate.
0: So the Ring... That was the first one we did. I right. think that's an outlier as well. But if you look at like Gerald's Game, Malevolent, Terrifier, Veronica. Apostle, Veronica, yeah. those are all movies that are sort of, I would say, in the B-class of horror movies, right? They're kind of cheaper. They're more indie. I don't want to say indie, but they're definitely not like big budget horror movies. Right. And so, yeah, I feel like it fits within that frame. They're smaller horror movies. All right. Well, I guess that wraps it up, huh? Yes, it does. Okay. Well, if you enjoyed this podcast, help us grow our audience. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or whichever podcast app you use. And please share with your friends and family on Facebook, Twitter, and other social media platforms. Give us a shout-out to tell us how we're doing or suggest movies to review. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter. You can also email us at host.hth at gmail.com. I want to thank you for joining us for this episode of Hilltop Horror Movie Reviews. I'm your host, Ray Richards. And on behalf of my co-host, thank you for listening, and I hope you'll join us next time.